And bonjour all you gardening cats and gators. Welcome to Gardening with Cisco. Holy cats, it's December. I can't believe it. That came so fast. And it feels like December out there this morning to me. I froze driving over here even. Hey, I'm going to introduce my guest before I say a few other things because we can chat about one of the things I'm about to talk about. (laughs) So Marty Wingate, and uh, she has hosted this show many a time when I've been out of town. And I just want to tell you a little about her, though, because she and I wrote on the PI together for many, many years, and you were sort of the head writer, though. Well, I, I, I was lucky enough to do some of the features. That was really fun. <laughs> yeah. You always did great ones. So uh, that was a lot of fun back in the old PI days. Yeah. And uh, But you might not know, or you probably do, but you might not, that she is now writing mysteries. Yes, yes. Murder mysteries set in England, of course. Oh, yeah. They're really fun. So I'm reading one right now, and I'm getting a big kick out of it. It's a lot of fun. I've read a number of them, and uh, now you're starting or in the middle of, I'm not sure, your third series. I, I have I have a third series. The first book will be out next October. My first two series are in ebooks from uh, Random House, uh, but this series will be from Berkeley Prime Crime. It will be in print as well as ebooks. Oh, fun as can be. Yeah, and it's set in England too, of course. <laughs> so, and is it now you had one that was more garden than one was sort of birds? Yes, Potting Shed Mysteries. Uh, the main character is a gardener, and in Birds of a Feather series, the main character's father is an ornithologist, so she's a bird lover. In this third series, the First Edition Society, it's about a, it's set modern day in Bath in Somerset in England, and it's about the um, a collection of books from the Golden Age of Mystery Authors. Oh. Yes, Agatha Christie, Dorothy oh. L. Sayers, uh, Niall Marsh, all of those fabulous women writers from um, the 20s and 30s and on. And the curator of this um, society, who is new and has never read a mystery in her life. So she has a lot of catching up to do. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. So are any of those, they're not out yet? No, October 1st, 2019. 2019. So less than a year, we can say that. So you've got some work to do. (laughs) I do. I do. I'm just finishing up edits from my um, uh, fabulous editor and uh, we're working on the cover. So in January or February, I'll start sneaking pictures of the cover online. Oh, cool as can be. And uh, you were you were on the garden panels at U- KUOW. Yes, that was such time. great fun weekday with Steve Share. Uh, yeah, we had a whole hour. Um, Greg Rayburn and um, Willie uh, Galloway. I want to say Willie Evans. That was her maiden name. And uh-huh. uh, and I talked about gardening for. Uh, we talked about anything, but we yeah, talked yeah. about gardening. I listened to it a lot. It was <laughs> a lot of fun. And you also lead garden tours around the world. I do. And we're going to talk about that in one minute. Good. But before we do, I just, I'm just i giving a, a restaurant review this morning. Yep, yep. <laughs> so we met at uh, the, Beer, the Beardsley Pub over there in Bothell. I thought that was a pretty cool pub. It was fantastic. It's really big. It was bigger than I expected and busy. Oh, that was a busy place. But we were well taken care of, I must say. Yeah. You know, make sure your hearing aids work well. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The noise level (laughs) is a bit high. (laughs) But the food was great. The the, 
although they didn't have Leighton's favorite beer. Oh that was gosh. the one bad thing. I know. My husband was so excited because <laughs> they have an ESB on their list of beers, and his British beer is his favorite. And we got there, and the guy said, oh, it's going to be on tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> Oh. Ensuring we will make a trip back, of course. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, they know how to get you guys back yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. So. so it was a lot of fun. That's a good uh, good pub if you want to go enjoy uh, some good beer or wine and enjoy a nice dinner and uh, have a really festive atmosphere. Yeah, I'd it was say. fun. So yep. That was great. So I just want to quick say I'm looking forward to you folks that I'm going to meet at my local pub, The Fiddler, where we've met oh, before. Oh, yeah. that's You've got a great pub. That is a, a real nice local. Pub. That's what they say in England. That is a re- that's your it's local. It's a nice local yeah. pub. And, and uh, so now every year they uh, have an auction where they help good causes. And so uh, some people uh, were the high bidders to have me come and enjoy some drinks with them and talk gardening in the pub. So we're going to be doing that tomorrow. So. Oh, that's great. And they have great pizzas there. Yeah, great. I love yeah. one pizza I love over all others. Zorba the Greek. Oh. I just am nuts for that thing. <laughs> yeah. I have it every time I go. <laughs> <laughs> they see you coming. They just put it on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey, I, I want to also mention that uh, the Heronswood Lecture is happening tomorrow, so it's their annual membership lecture to help uh, Heronswood uh, Gardens, and uh, Richie Stephan is going to be the speaker. Oh, my gosh. Everybody's going to have so much fun. That's going to be a lot of fun, and I won't be there because I'm doing this thing at my local pub, but I hope lots of other people go. There's still tickets open. Uh, It's going to have – they have a holiday gifts raffle uh, they have light refreshments. They have a rare plant sale. So, uh, and then a great talk about ferns from Richie. So, <gasps> ferns! What a surprise! What a surprise! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Richie is great. He knows everything, and he's hugely enthusiastic about what he knows. It, it's so funny because Richie and I now, for the last two years, have done that uh, battle of the uh, container wars. Yes, at the flower show. Yeah, and yeah. I've won both years because. <laughs> The first year, I put a Cisco bobble doll in mine, bobblehead doll, and everybody <laughs> voted for mine. Last year, I found the ugliest gnome, plastic gnome, $8. Oh. <laughs> One oh, of the vendors yeah. said, can I borrow this? And oh. I stuck it in his container right at the end. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, it's so funny, but I'm worried. I think I'm going to lose this year. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to come up with. He's probably got great plans I this year. He, he came up with all these. He had all these special plants <laughs> under his uh, Oh, yeah. There but you I go. But I kept stealing them, using them in mine. So. Sounds like there are no rules in this. <laughs> There event. are no rules. <laughs> Mary Epinetti's supposed to be making the rules. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you know where that goes. I think she just eggs you both on. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a link right on the front page of Cisco.com, and you can link on that, get a ticket from Brown Tickets or whatever it is. And um, so, and I'm pretty sure you could go right to the door and buy a ticket, too, if you want. So it's not at Heronswood. It's at the Sklalem House of Knowledge, which is really cool. I haven't been there. It's really nice. I've been there a bunch of times, and it's a really cool kind of a log house. Mm-hmm. So uh, this will be a lot of fun. So just go to the front of Cisco.com, and you can see all how to do that. And I hope lots of you go because, of course, I want Heronswood 
gardens that do really yeah, well. Yeah, really. Yeah, let me see. I've got uh, oh another uh, the Arboretum Holiday Sale is going on today till three o'clock. Oh, so got to listen to this yeah, show. That's right. While and you then drive in your car. <laughs> and rush over there. Oh, it's always fun because they have um, uh, wreaths that are made up, and then they have greens you can buy to yeah. do your own stuff. I bought one of the wreaths one year to send to my mom and oh. was cheesekin. So I packed it off and everything, but I shouldn't have put those Brussels sprouts on it. <laughs> By the time it got there, they were getting a little ripe. Ew. <laughs> you think they're bad when you overcook them, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it would fool her to think that I made it, but it didn't really work. <laughs> And uh, okay, another last uh, thing, and we'll take a break, and then we'll come back. And um, that is that I'm going to be on New Day Monday, so I'm on every other week. So I'm really looking for eleven o'clock on King Five, and I'm going to be doing uh, one of my all-time favorite house plants, which is Christmas cactus. Oh, and fabulous! Easy to grow. Oh my gosh, dependable. you can just ignore them practically. Yeah, that's yeah. about it. So it'll be fun talking. I'm going to show how to make them. This X-rated uh, show. Oh, see, all so. right, that's great. <laughs> you get cool fruit on there, yeah, so that's yeah. fun. All right, listen, we're going to take a break. Marty Wingate's my guest, and uh, then we're going to talk about an incredible tour that she's leading, and I'll give you a little heads up about a tour that I'm planning to lead to if we ever get it organized. (laughs) Right back, 97.3 Cairo FM. Go on December 1st. Hey, uh, if you want to call in with uh, Marty here, there is absolutely no way that we're getting stuff today <laughs> for sure. That's, that's right. <laughs> uh, uh, it's 1-888-973-CAIRO, 1-888-973-5476. But while we got a little time... You're uh, leading quite a cool tour here. I, I'm really excited about this. It's always fun. You do this too, I know, um, to go see some fabulous gardens and then sprinkle in a few other events too. Yeah. Um, so you've got, you know, you've got people that like gardens but might also like going on a steam train up to the top of Snowdonia. Yeah. Does that look cool? Yeah, we're going to be in Wales, uh, North Wales mostly, and um, – uh, and Merseyside, so Liverpool. We start out around Chester, which is an ancient town. You know, it still has the Roman wall there. And we're going to see some gardens around there. We're going into Wales. Um, we uh, will take the steam train, and I just, you know, I may need an inside seat. I don't know how steep the drop is when you look out the window there. We'll see. We'll see. We're going to gardens like Powys Castle. You know, some of these names we know because we have plants that grow. There's the Artemisia. Um, ah, Powys Castle. Right. That's I was trying where, to remember what plant that was. Right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. fabulous, big, fabulous <laughs> gardens. Some 18th century landscape uh, gardens that have been restored. Tudor Gardens. Then we go to the little private garden, not little, but the private gardens, which are always fun because we get to sit down with the homeowner and have a cup of tea. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just totally love that when you get to do that, you know. And uh, 
And you always get those fun stories oh. about when they built the garden. Or... Indeed, or what they dug up in the garden. Uh, yes. As we both know. <laughs> um, and uh, so, and then we're going to, we're seeing some gardens around Liverpool, but we're also going to see the town. Liverpool is a fantastic city. It has a wonderful maritime museum with um, displays on the Lusitania and the Titanic. Ooh, cool. Just really f- fabulous stuff. And speaking of fabulous, there are, of course, the Beatles, yeah, the and Beatles. I so, mean, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take um, we're gonna have our own tour guide on our little bus because you don't want to get on the giant, boring tourist buses for magical mystery tour. No, 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 no. You get on our bus, our little bus, and we'll have a guy that knows the history of Liverpool as well as the history of the guy. Uh, Leighton and I have done a small, just the two of us. We had a tour guide take us around Liverpool and. Um, these guys, it's their town, and so they know the stories. They know the stories behind the songs that John and Paul wrote. Um, they know where they grew up. They show you where they grew they, up. Because they played all around Liverpool oh, yeah, for years, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, they were just—and and there is the um, the Cavern Club, which is—I get very confused at the history of this, because where it is now is not where it was when oh. they were there. So, I don't know. You can talk to Leighton <laughs> about this when we're on the tour, okay, folks? <laughs> But how fun. Yeah. So, and there's a big, um, uh, fabulous four museum there, the Beatles Museum. Right? Oh, fantastic. And, and great displays on 60s music. And, um, it's fun. And there are some really cool, uh, sort of art deco ish touches to Liverpool, which was used for, um, I think for the filming in the first, um, Fantastic Beasts, you know, the, the J.K. Rowling, um, oh, movies now from the Harry oh. Potter. Yeah, I'm sure you know all about you know, that. I've never stuff. seen any. Oh, yeah. Of those. Well, the, the, the first one, so one these on old plane. buildings looking like 1920s, um, New York is really today in Liverpool. Oh, so, so it's a, it's a cool city. It's great. It sounds really fun. And also and, uh, we will indeed go on a ferry. Across the Mersey. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we, so, we will hear Jerry Marsden sing to us, and we'll uh, sing along. Uh, 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 oh, how fun! No, you know, so so much history. Yeah, it's great. That's great. So you you practically live in England now. <laughs> we go over as often as we can. We were there in October, um, uh, going to some of our favorite places and um, meeting our new best friends. The Baron, 22nd Baron Fitzwalter. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, that's a fun story. Yeah, that's you were right. We just happened to have dinner with him. Yeah, this wow. couple, and that's who he turned out to be. Um, <laughs> so, we, yeah, we do have a lot of fun because we're always scouting about. Well, I'm, of course, doing research for my mystery. So we spent a week in Bath this time in October, oh, and that was really fun. could be. That yeah, was, yeah. Bath's a really cool town, it isn't is. it? Fantastic. Just, there's not much of England I don't like. You know, it's so interesting because it's towns and it's rural. Yeah. You don't see these shopping. Yeah. These, what do you call them? I know. that goes on forever. Yeah. 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 It's great. We love London. There are always tons of things to do in London. We love I the love countryside. London. We love Suffolk, the coast, you know, being um, at the seaside. And we visit our friend Victoria in the Cotswolds every time we go. So that's always <laughs> nice. In fact, we walked down to, we were at Victoria's uh, and walked down to the Catherine Wheel, the pub at the bottom of the hill. And the woman behind the bar said, oh, hi, how are you? And oh, she, isn't that great? She thought we lived there. Yay. Oh, that, that's the best there is. I'll tell you what. Yeah, you know, 
They know Mary from her hikes so of well course. in Cornwall. That whole she. How many times has she done the coastal path in Cornwall? Oh my God! I don't know. She's always embarrassed. She says, "Oh, I shouldn't do that again. I should go somewhere else." But she but loves it. She loves it so yeah. much. They call her the uh, the um, Australian Marine. Because there's only one other person that hikes as far every day as she does, oh and it's an Australian gosh. Marine. Oh, well, you know, I believe that because we know that Mary starts and she doesn't stop. No, no, she does not stop when she gets going. Man, I'll tell you what, she goes, we're going to France, as I mentioned before, yeah. uh, in the spring, and we got a lot of hiking plans. Oh, my gosh, so, uh, get in shape, sister. I got to be in good shape for this. <laughs> Get my sticks out and right, get moving right. here, you know. Yeah. Well, your tour sounds really great. And uh, so there's a link right on the front page of Cisco.com. You can go to that, and then you can see everywhere you're going and everything, yeah, and the, the price itinerary. isn't very high. It's, no, no, it's great. It's really good. And um, our travel agent, whom you work with as well, uh, well uh, will advise. Yeah, he'll advise people on on getting their flights over there. The flights not included, but we're starting in Manchester. And um, he last time I think he had people flying in. It was suggested people fly in on Iceland Air because you know once you get to Reykjavik, you can go anywhere. Yeah, and uh, they fly right into Manchester, and so that just good. buy your buy your lunch. Uh, Somewhere before you even get to the airport. <laughs> Can you take on your own bottle of wine? Uh, no, you can't oh, do that. Darn. Too bad. No, that would be the, the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could only we, do that. That's what we do when we get on the on the um, channel. You know, you get your bottle of wine before you get on the train, and there you are zipping across under the English oh, Channel drinking a bottle of wine. Well, we did that at the uh, Chelsea Flower Garden Oh, show. yeah, yeah. You go out there in that wonderful middle place, and you it. got your picnic. Basket, yeah. your bottle of wine. Oh, is exactly. that fun? The band is oh, playing. Yeah, the band is playing. All right, listen, we're going to be back. Um, I hope you'll give us a call. one 973 cairo one 973 It isn't a perfect day to be out gardening, but it's a great day to talk gardening. Yeah. So, hey, we'll be right back. The best gardening show on the air, 97.3 Cairo FM. Okay, so Marty Wingett's here with me, and we were talking about her uh, wonderful tour to Wales and uh, Merseyside. When are you going? June 5th to the 14th. That means that people fly out on the 4th, just in case. You know, we uh, always yeah. have to remind everybody uh, of that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So and June will be a great time. So that's a nice time to see the gardens yeah, there. Yeah, it's lovely. And it's 10 nights, so there 10 you are. nights, so not a real long trip. No, no, no. You'll, nice... be, you'll be back. Your garden will be waiting for you when you get back. <laughs> <laughs> so remember, there's a link right on the front page of Cisco.com. You can see all about that. You can call up and find out more. You can uh, sign up. You can do whatever you want on there. And I am just going to give a little heads up, not this fall, of course. <laughs> No. <laughs> Next fall, we're in the middle of organizing a tour to Japan. So wow. I'm real excited about that. It'll go in November, <laughs> which is a nice time to get the heck out of here. <laughs> That's right. And I think we're timing it so you'll still have uh, enough time to get ready for Thanksgiving because I know everybody loves Thanksgiving and puts a lot of work into it. And uh, 
But uh, we're planning to go see a lot of the best gardens in Japan and uh, have, you know, we'll take a bullet train and uh, we'll stay in one of those really Japanese-type places, you know, where you sleep on the little mat. And, oh, cool. Yeah. And I think if you don't want to eat too much raw fish, <laughs> you could just say, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I think I might do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, w- I would probably do that, too. Give me a bowl of rice. I'm fine. <laughs> but that's not on my website or anything yet, cause, but I do. we are starting to really put it together. So pretty soon I'll be able to announce that. Well, listen, uh, we don't have any calls, but we do have a couple of uh, interesting emails. So uh, Nicole wrote me, and she said uh, she has a huge banana plant in her garden, which, you know, I just love those buggers. And uh, it's migrated right up against the neighbor's fence. She sent a picture, and it's right on the neighbor's fence. And she said, uh, how do I stop it? From going right up to the fence so that it doesn't destroy the fence. It's a neighbor's fence, the whole nine yards. Hmm. And uh, it's, I mean, it's right up against the fence. So uh, my feeling is she's got to move the whole banana. That thing's going to migrate right under the fence. And the neighbor better like uh, (laughs) bananas because they're (laughs) These things get, you know, 20 feet tall. Yeah, they do. That's amazing. Wow. Uh, I don't know what sort of a root system a what banana plant has. Oh, they, oh good. A, they are a weed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm always pulling them out, the, the, the ones that migrate from mine, because they go about a foot and a half a shot, and you get this great big bulbous thing oh. under the ground, which would massacre a fence, I think. And, yeah. Um, yeah. and so they... They come. They kind of get into my other plants, and uh, so I try to kind of stay on guard and dig those migrators out, you know. And um, and so I'm. I think that no matter what she does, you know, she could put in a plastic thing or something. I think they'd go under it. They'd find a way through. I think. So uh, much. It's not that hard to dig out. It's heavy as Mm. can be to dig out a big banana. But uh, I definitely, Nicole, my opinion, you got to dig the whole 95 yards <laughs> and then move it out into, a, you know, it's a lot farther away. And then you could just every every spring, you know, dig out anything Right, that's then you can migrating. see. That's right. You can take, see where they're. Take them out, yeah. You see a little banana come up. Yeah. But it's got a great bulbous root underneath, oh which is just a pain in the kazootski, to say the least. Yeah. So, Nicole, I hope we helped answer your question there. You know, <clears throat> I think two years ago I got bananas for the first time in 25 years. Did they ripen? They they ripen. The problem is if you eat one, <clears throat> you'll never need to eat another prune for the rest of your life. <laughs> I had no idea. <clears throat> They're little. And they taste like plastic. Oh. It was the worst thing I ever ate Ooh. in my life. And uh, they use those up in the Himalayan mountains to make a fabric. Oh, That's why they're so hardy yeah. and uh, nobody eats those. You know? I know a monkey would turn its nose on yeah. nose. You know? it's like, <laughs> so, uh, but it looks so cool. Oh, yeah, I can oh, imagine. Oh, my God. It was yeah. so fun. Every neighbor 
It couldn't walk by. A lot of them knocked on the door and said, are those bananas? I know, really hard to believe in Seattle that you would see bananas on a tree. It is really hard. There's one problem with them, though. You know, they brought a pest with them. No, I had no a, idea. A really Not that tarantula, pest. like on I Love Lucy, when she was hanging to the to onto the bananas. Uh, no, in thank the ship. God. Oh, not okay, that. good. No, but uh, getting those monkeys out of your garden is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> that would be difficult. <laughs> hey, we got a caller. We better go to the oh, phones. Yeah. Hey, Ron from Chehalis, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot for calling. I think uh, I think Brian is still talking to him. Now we got him. Hey, Ron. Hi. Hi, Ron. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. My wife and I are just completing a new home in the Chehalis area, and we live in an area that is uh, very undeveloped. And, and I'm worried about uh, mold as we begin to do our landscape planning. Is there anything that can be done to exclude mold from the grounds around your home? Can you can you dig a ditch deep enough to fill it with concrete or rock? <laughs> what, what can you do? Well, you know, the problem with moles, they can pop right out of the ground and crawl on the surface. Yeah, sure. So, uh, oh, my God, you're going to have to make a fortress. I've never heard anyone trying to – I've, uh, I've heard of people <laughs> trying to keep monitor vegetable gardens. Yeah, yeah, but the entire – it's a lofty goal, however <laughs> – <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and of course, we can't trap them anymore. No, although uh, they still sell the traps. And what you yeah. do in your own garden is your business. Just don't advertise <laughs> to the neighbors because that works the best by far. You know, once you find the main runs, if you go to Cisco.com and then go to gardening and then topics. And you'll find I wrote a book about mole control, and I never, you know, decide never to publish it or anything. And even George Pinu checked it over to make oh, sure it was that's accurate. Great, yeah. <clears throat> so <clears throat> in there, I even teach you how to set the traps and how to find the main run. If you find the main run, you just keep the traps in there. They, the dummies keep using the main run. You catch one. Another guy takes the main run, you catch him. But just the same, I think, you know, if you live in mole country, I've talked to farmers, they catch 40 or 50 a year. Oh, my gosh. And they just wow. keep coming. So, you know, I suppose you could use, I don't know, something like uh, maybe deer netting underground. That stuff probably never breaks down. Yeah, it's, but how far down? I don't know how far down you'd have yeah. to go to I've rarely seen them more than a foot deep. Oh, well. But, I mean, that would be a lot of work to go to for something might not even work, and they might be able to chew their way through that. Well, uh, they might. I don't know. You know, I, I think— I know my son has put in a, uh, a series of, like, trench drains, and he filled the ditches with four-inch rock, and the molds have stayed on one side of the ditch. Yep. They wouldn't go through anything like that. You're wow, right. If you yeah, ditched all the way around. But then then you're going to have to make sure that there's no gap at all at the bottom of the fence mm. where they could come through. Right. <clears throat> that right. might, it might be worth it. Yeah. Because moles, <laughs> you never have more than five per acre, but every time you catch one or a hawk gets one, 
uh, another one takes its place. <laughs> I try that. Well, I think you taught us instead of we giving <laughs> you the answer for this. <laughs> well, yeah, right, listen, I think, you. but just remember, they can pop out of the ground and run in yeah, there, so yeah. uh, you got to go yeah. 100% on this. Okay. Hey, Ron, right, I got to run, but uh, good luck, and, and definitely check out my mole section in the uh, in the um, uh, Cisco.com. Uh-huh. All right. Will do. Thank you. All right, Ron. Thanks so much for the call. Hey, we'll be right back. Hey, we've got open lines, one 973 Right back, 97.3 Cairo FM. Back and uh, Katie, we're popping you on 97.3 Cairo FM. How you doing? Hi, doing great. Enjoying your show so much, as always. Oh, thanks so much. <laughs> awesome. Hey, my question today is that uh, I've got several different types of hydrangeas in my yard. One of them is a tree hydrangea, and I just adore that one. And then the other hydrangeas, I, I, I like them quite a bit as well. They're, um, I think they're the mop head variety, uh, yeah. but... Um, isn't, is there one, one of my, uh, in a pot that I've got, one of my hydrangeas, I had pruned it back one year. The next year I got zero flowers. Yeah. I thought, oh, geez, nothing. And, um, and so the, I've been a little bit gun shy as far as trimming the other ones. I don't want to have that same thing happen. Is there one rule of thumb for pruning them back? There's two <laughs> rules of thumb. Oh, so you have two thumbs, that works. Yeah, it depends which kind you have. So if you have the PG or the arborescence, those, the tree one is either a PG or an arborescence. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, it could be either one. And uh, they usually have the wedge-shaped flowers that start white, turn beautiful yeah, pink, and they're yeah. coming out with more and more I know. ones. Yeah, they are. Oh. Yeah. But uh, those, those ones bloom on new growth. So as they grow, they bloom. So you can, in in theory, you can whack those down <laughs> to six inches from the ground. I had an Annabelle, which was an arborescent, oh, yeah. and, and I oh flowers. huge, gorgeous white flowers, and 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 I that was my favorite thing to do. You, I could just cut it down because it'll get you know pretty big. Yeah. Um, yeah. To cut it down in the late winter or early spring, and then I would still get these huge blooms. Later in the spring, now the 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 one that you you dealt with in the pot, of course, was the other kind, and yeah. so this is the one where you think, okay, now let me look at these buds. Go ahead, describe well, yeah. it, Cisco. If you <laughs> if you cut those back, they now there are some new ones that are supposed to bloom on new growth yeah. and old growth, but but you won't get a bloom till really late in the year if yeah. you cut those back, even if they're the new kind. But the ever blooming ones. But the, the typical mop head, you know, if and also the lace caps. If you cut those way back, they only bloom on what grew last year. Yeah. So you and cut all the. No, it seems like a silly question. But how do you know what bloomed on? Because it, uh, I've got foliage all over the place. How do I know which one was old growth and which one was new? The bark looks a lot shinier new. Yeah. You can really tell oh, when you yeah. look close. Yeah, it gets old and brown and and dull looking. You know, if it's more than a year old. But you don't have oh. to live if you just cut that barely back to save all that last year's growth. 
it becomes this, uh, just a rat's nest. It does. Of, it's awful. So what you want to do is cut out at least a third and do this in like late February, early mm-hmm. March. Mm-hmm. Cut out at least a third of the oldest and tallest branches. Yeah. And that'll kind of lower it a little. It's going to be tall. Yeah. But it thins it out, makes it look elegant and beautiful. Yeah, it's great. And then I just barely cut back the stuff I keep. And, you know, you can decide how far to cut that back, keeping some of last year's growth. And uh, you'll get way bigger flowers and and they'll be the whole plant will look so much better. Yeah, the shrub looks much better than, oh. um, you know, just kind of shearing it off and then having this blob out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even, you know, when people cut them way back, they don't thin them out. And then, boy, do they become a rat's nest. Yeah, they then. do. Oh. Yeah. oh, you're going to love this. Wait till you do this. It's so wonderful. I'm, I'm anxious to try it. And I just, because uh, I, I was like the, the PG, the tree one, um, I've never pruned that one because I'm afraid of uh, of losing flowers or hurting the tree. So yep. I'll go ahead and try it. Yeah, give this a try. I have to run, but give it a try, and I guarantee you're going to love this. And uh, you got to call and tell me I'm a genius for this, okay? <laughs> I will. Thank you a million, both of you. Thank, Thank you. you, Katie. Hey, Marty, thank you so much oh, for coming on so. today. It's I great. hope lots of people sign up for your tour. Only 60 people get to go, and it's going right. to be a lot of fun. Come along. All right. Brian, thanks, old buddy. Always great working with you. All right, everybody, stay warm. Don't forget to give your puppy a walk. We'll see everybody next week. Bye-bye. Yeah.